broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta. It's time for Customer Experience Radio, brought to you by Heineken Company, real estate advisors specialized in corporate relocation. Now, here's your host, Jill Heineck. Welcome to Customer Experience Radio, where top business leaders join me to share their success stories, showcasing the customer experience as a legit business strategy. I'm your host, Jill Heineck. Today, I'm excited to have Orlando Bloom and Edmund Rees of Atlanta Peach Movers with uh, with us today. Orlando and I have worked together for many years in the Atlanta relocation market, and oh my goodness gracious, I just said Orlando Bloom. Oh, famous actor. Famous Check, actor. cut, 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 cut. That is hysterical. Time out. That is, oh my goodness gracious, what is on my brain? So I'm going to back up and say I'm excited to have Orlando Lynch. You got it going on. You got a lot going on. CEO and president of Atlanta Peach Movers. There There is no tree in their name. There you go. Thank you, Jill. Thank you. (laughs) And I have Edmund here also, who's the VP of sales for the company. Um, Just a little bit about Orlando. He got into the moving business when he purchased two trucks from the man who relocated him into his Atlanta home in 1987. And I believe he paid $4,500 at the time. He had worked tirelessly to become one of the most recognized and respected leaders in the Southeast relocation industry to create not only Georgia's largest moving and storage company, but the region's best with an unwavering emphasis on customer experience. Fun fact, Atlanta Peach Movers is the official mover of the Atlanta Braves. Edmund is the director of sales and has been in the moving and storage industry for over 22 years. He takes pride in being particular with the details of every move in an effort to make a fantastic experience for every client. Fun fact, Edmund is a a U.S. Marine Corps vet with 13 years of service, receiving awards such as the Navy Achievement Medal, Meritorious Mast, and Recruiter of the Year. That explains a lot about his work ethic. Thank you both for being here today. And Orlando, I am so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. So let's talk a little bit about um, uh, the business as a rule. Where, How are people finding you? And what do you think is setting you apart from other movers in the industry? And either one of you can can answer. So what was, repeat that first question. So talk a little bit about the, the your background in the business. How are people finding you? What is separating your business apart from others? Well, I think what separates our business is a lot. Most of our business is referred business. Mm-hmm. And that comes from real estate agents like yourself, Jill. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's one of the number one ways people hear about us. We're, we're big on servicing uh, doing business with real estate agents and also we focus on quality so you get a lot of repeat business from that so that's pretty much it and so when you say quality what is that what does that look like quality mm-hmm. is uh first of all getting to the customer's house on time mm-hmm. that's very very important to start the day off right mm-hmm. and when you get there on time things normally go smoothly mm-hmm. 90% of the time mm-hmm. so we focus on training as well you know, we built a house inside of our warehouse called Peach University. It's an actual two-story house that, that I built in my warehouse back in 2003. Mm-hmm. And this is to train our workers on how to properly pad the furniture, carry the furniture. And also, we put a truck inside of our warehouse so they have to properly learn how to load the furniture. So our motto is, we can't move your house till they learn how to move our house. Excellent. Yes. Yep. 
So I think um, a lot what we look at is once we move someone, if we do the right thing, now they turn out to be a salesperson for our companies. Mm -hmm. So a lot of things that happen is how do we perform? Because the movers are the last people that walk into the house. Mm -hmm. So we train them and we tell them, you're the last person, sell our company. And that's how we get our leads from real estate agents and from people we move, just send this business because of the type of jobs we do. Excellent. And so overall, you're hearing uh, great experiences from your clients and from agents that you've worked with in the past. So how much of your business is local and how much is it, of it is national? Um, probably 75% of our business is local. Mm -hmm. And then we have about 15% national, then about 10% is commercial. Okay. Office moving. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, so are you also receiving business from commercial realtors? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do a lot of business for C.B. Richard Ellis. Mm -hmm. uh, so we do a lot of business with uh, commercial brokers. But um, some of our accounts are AT&T, mm -hmm. the Atlanta Braves, the Atlanta Hawks, mm -hmm. uh, Colonial uh, Pipeline. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of business with those folks as well. Ken Kennesaw State, Georgia State. We have so many different accounts, and it's just because of our training facility. Mm -hmm. Well, our training facility has happened with our two-story house has helped us get these national accounts because they see that we're very serious on how we train. So, again, our gentlemen have its Peach University, and it is something that really gets trained. It gets probably loaded and offloaded about three times a, a week. So let's talk a little bit more about that because I think having the right people on the move is obviously the, the number one reason why the experience is good for the client. So – what is what does a day look like when they get onto the job? What what is what are they supposed to be doing once they greet the customer? And does the customer leave? Is the customer on site while it's happening? Is there like what's the protocol to make it as smooth as possible? Uh, when we first get to the home, everybody shakes the customer's hand, mm -hmm. which is very important, and mm -hmm. uh, we establish a relationship with the customer because moving is stressful, Jill. Mm -hmm. It's the third most stressful thing a person does in their life mm -hmm. behind death and divorce. Mm -hmm. What normally follows a death? A move. Mm -hmm. What follows a divorce? A move. Mm -hmm. So moving is very stressful. So it's very important that we get there, greet the customer. All the workers are in full uniforms from our cap to our T-shirt to our pants. Everything has to have Atlanta Peach Movers on it. Mm -hmm. I think we're the only company in Atlanta that has a full uniform. And so it's very important when we get there to uh, introduce ourselves to the customer and explain the process of how we're going to do things. So we kind of put the customer at ease. I often tell our workers, you move a new personality every day. Mm -hmm. Every day is somebody new. You don't know what this person is going through. If they lost their mother, if they lost their father, if they're, if they're going through a divorce. Right. So you never know. And it's best to, if you explain the process clearly. And uh, everything else normally seems to take care of itself. I agree with that. Yeah. So uh, just like you had said, what is a particular day? Um, customer gets a call from someone in our office. What we have is client service representatives that will um, are assisting that client. Mm -hmm. So each client gets a, gets a customer service representative. They'll call them in the morning, let them know that they're headed out to that customer's house for that day. Supervisor's supposed to leave our lot between 7.30 and a quarter to 8.00. Orlando wants it even earlier than that. So um, supervisors <laughs> need to leave early. And when they leave the lot, they call the customer, tell them, giving them a good uh, estimate time of arrival. Crew gets to the customer's house. The crew presents um, at the door. They present the uh, supervisor, presents the crew to the customer. Then they walk in the house and take a walkthrough through the house to see what has to be moved. 
Once they see that, then the next thing they do is protect the floor. The reason why they have to do that is a customer gets a survey next day after the move to see how everything went. So it's a matter of just the follow-ups. What is it that Orlando says? Inspect what you expect. Absolutely. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Because I, I, being in the business, I, you know, you hear a lot of stories, right? You yes. hear stories about um, teams not necessarily taking care of what they're moving, and that leads to more stress. And so, being an agent, I want to eliminate a lot of that stress during the process <laughs> as much as that I can possibly have. So it helps when you work with partners who take as much care in that experience um, as much as I do. Exactly. I understand. Yeah, because that puts stress on you if something goes wrong. The first thing the customer does is call the real estate agent and complain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, don't get me wrong, we're we're not perfect. We've had that happen. But it's how you address it. That's right. When you have an issue, address it. I tell my employees, let's run to the fire. We don't run away. We're like first responders. Right. You know, but we're not as... Uh, on that level, don't, I don't want to underestimate what first responders actually do because they're so appreciated. Mm-hmm. But to get, uh, to have, when you have a problem, you have to address it. That's right. It's, most of the times it's a minor problem, but if you don't fix it quick, it rolls downhill and it gets bigger and bigger. That's and right. Larger and larger. So it's best to, uh, like I said, we, if we have an issue, Jill, we fix it. Make it right. And most of the times the customer will be happy and they'll use your service again. So let's talk about that a little bit. So in the customer experience world, we talk a lot about reducing friction um, during the process that a client or customer is working with you or reducing the friction that is um, makes it easier to do business with you in general. So in that vein, I mean, what would you say is – it sounds like to me at this moment that your conflict resolution process and procedure is to respond quickly and swiftly and, and resolve it, you know, fast into the customer's satisfaction. Um, is there any other process that you have in place for conflict resolution like this? So it reduces the friction that the client feels. It's how, it's how you estimate. Mm -hmm. So it's always starts from the first, the first person to answer is the receptionist. Mm-hmm. So if the receptionist understands the whole situation, that she's the first person taking that call, it's how it goes from there. It's how it's transferred over from the receptionist to the coordinator mm-hmm. to the salesperson. Now it's up to the salesperson because the salesperson is the one that is quoting that move right. to make sure that all the details are done, that whatever the customer's expectations are, that we meet them. Mm-hmm. So being detailed is the key. If you're detailed with what the customer's needs are and you're able to transfer it over to the crew that does the move, then there's no issues. It's when you're not detailed and you're trying to take shortcuts, and we don't take shortcuts. So that's the difference between us. Yeah, but I want to feed on I think Jill's talking about resolution after there's an issue. Or when there's an issue. That's what Jill's talking about. You're talking about prevention. Prevention. Prevention is Which I appreciate. (laughs) We appreciate, but but she's talking about when we do have an issue, what what, what process? Sense of urgency. It's a sense of urgency. So you want to respond as quickly as possible and try to correct it. Yeah, and then we keep a log of of every issue we have, and then we go Monday morning to the – if it's a mover issue, we go to the movers and address it Monday morning. We go over every complaint we have. and Mm -hmm. We don't have a lot, but when we do have a complaint, we address it so we don't repeat it. Right. And, you know – Learning from mistakes. Learning from mistakes. Mm -hmm. Jill, this is a tough business, Mm -hmm. and and any business that's Mm labor-heavy, which is our business – it's tough when you're dealing in in this in that world. Right. Uh, a lot of times, I tell I tell our employees, 
The best way to prevent these problems is to go over and over, talk about it every day, repeat the steps, keep repeating the training, mm-hmm. repeat uh, little things like show up on time at 830, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you wipe your feet off before you go into, right. before you walk into the customer's house. It's the little things yeah. though. It's, I really... so, it's the move is in the yeah, details. I yep. agree. Well, we always say yeah. the move is in the details. Mm-hmm. And if most movers, if they just follow the rules, mm-hmm. they'll be fine. You sometimes you get guys that, you know, tend to struggle off. Mm-hmm. You have to pull them back in and smack them on the butt a little bit. And, <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully you can get them right. <laughs> Well, I think you may, you brought up a good point. Um, it's about the details. It's about, um, communicating that to the, to the client. So I think one of the biggest things that happen in a move is that the client doesn't know what to expect. Right. And I think, you know, my business is very similar in that we over communicate what to expect next. I mean, your inbox might be full of email from us, but you're going to know what's happening. You can't tell us we didn't tell you. So how does that look? Is that like phone calls followed up by emails? Um, how are you explaining the process and breaking it down for them? Because I know, you know, there's no pun intended, a zillion moving parts during the process, especially if you're leaving the town you're in and going to a new town, all the stressors, maybe taking a job. So what, what does that communication strategy look like when you're, when you're prepping, you know, when client? you're prepping a, a client? Yeah. yeah. Again, it starts with the salesperson. So the salesperson will either sit down with that client or we'll go ahead and it's either we do a phone estimate or we do an on-site estimate. Um, but it's all, again, the details and making sure, first of all, you need to find out where they're moving from and to the type of location and uh, what they're moving is the next thing. And then from there, what the client, what their major concerns are. Once you find out what the client's major concerns are, you're going to know basically what they're worried about. So for example, what would be a concern? A concern would be, uh, is my furniture going to be safe? Mm-hmm. Um, That's a are, big one. Are you going to be on time? Will you show up? I've heard stories. I heard stories about mm-hmm. people holding my furniture hostage. Mm-hmm. All these you hear about. And the great thing about it is the moving industry is very difficult. There's so many companies out there that are not good. So it's very easy to stand out. And if mm-hmm. you do the right things, then you stand out. So how do you prepare a client is making sure they understand from point A what happens from the time they wake up, the first phone call they get, mm-hmm. to what the procedure is for them from the when the guys show up. And then it's the supervisor also when he's getting there, he's calling the client to make sure that everything's okay. So by the time that supervisor and that crew get to that client's store, it's kind of already a relationship they built. So and the super is on site during the whole Oh, yes. Move? Each move gets mm-hmm. one supervisor. Um, they have their own color shirt. Mm-hmm. They are in charge of that crew. They have liabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, we train them. They're, they're, um, they're the top in Atlanta. So our supervisors have been with us for a long time. Mm-hmm. But it's not only training on how you move. It's training on customer service and how you talk to clients. Right. Because that's the whole thing. If you make that first phone call, it's so easy. It, um, when it's when... Other companies don't make that call, and all of a sudden, the moving company is showing up right. at 10 o'clock, and they're waiting at 8 o'clock. So, right. Orlando, what do you think, sir? That happens a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, it does happen. It does. So, so it's a matter of us. I mean, clearly, nobody's perfect, and you know, you can't help Atlanta traffic. I guess everybody yeah. gets that, but I think just staying in contact with the clients, so you have an 830 appointment, text me and tell me that you're 15 minutes late or 30 minutes. I mean, it's just a matter of... Right. Keeping me in the loop. That's all I want. Jill, you're absolutely right. We have what we call, I think, Edmund. Um, once the call, the salesperson goes to the job and gives the estimate, he then turns the paperwork over to a coordinator or client service manager. Mm-hmm. 
And when he does that, now she's responsible for all the details of the move and staying in touch with the customer. Because we don't want the salesperson being the coordinator. Mm-hmm. He needs to sell. Right. But the coordinator is the one. She's the key point of contact. Mm-hmm. She goes over to start time, changing dates, uh, to make mm-hmm. sure the, um, if we need mattress bags, if, mm-hmm. we're, if there's packing on this move. She's responsible for staying in touch with the, with the customer to give her that confidence and that ease mm-hmm. that, hey, this is going to be a stress-free move. Right. And that, I mean, think that's key because then you have a whole team of people and they all know what's going on in the same transaction. We do find in relocation particularly that sometimes there's one point of contact for me, one point of contact for the client, nobody's talking to each other, and then you have a complete breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. Right. in the process. And then it results in a terrible experience for everybody. And then we don't like it when it gets online somewhere. No, so that's so true. So that's why I think, you know, from a customer experience perspective, we want to be able to be responsive and try to actually anticipate what could potentially go wrong, which is the point of your um, Peach University, right? To yes, train ma'am. them to anticipate some of this. And if you're communicating with the client in advance, a lot of that goes away. Right. Right. right? It takes a- away that potential. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, um, clients, uh, how could I say, in the moving, sometimes they, they expect too much. Right. And you just have to make sure that you're doing it right, that you're not saying, okay, yes, we can do this when you really can't or right. you've never done it before. Exactly. Now what happens is if you, the crew yeah. goes out there, they don't know what they're expecting. And so what we try to do is keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Get, teach the clients how to save money. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. We want to teach them how to save money if what they do because on a local move they're paying by time. Right. So it's how prepared they are. So if we can teach them how to be prepared, give them tips, clues, all kinds of things, then they say, "Wow, you're helping us out at the same time." And it makes our crews go in there and have a good day. Well, we want the crews to go in there and say, "Okay, you know what? It's a great day." Um the move is not stressful for the client, not stressful for us. We're not going to be working very long. So that's how it's planned perfect to make sure that the whole day goes by smooth. So you said the local moves are priced out by time. Yes, ma'am. And then, so the national moves are priced out by pounds? Weight and distance. Yeah, weight yeah, and distance. Weight and distance. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. And being prepared for that makes all the sense in the world, especially um, even if you are having packers come to your house. Yes, you ma'am. still want to be prepared. And I'm sure you send a checklist and of things that they can be doing yes. in advance of your arrival absolutely <laughs> yeah, well. um so uh let's talk a little bit about how you motivate the crews to deliver great service <laughs> i mean i know we talked about <laughs> training um but are there other things that you do to incentivize them and and well, show them why just put in place or show them why it's so important well, to to deliver that um i believe this is me as a sale director i believe if um damages you're responsible for carelessness Okay, you're responsible for carelessness. Every th- every piece of furniture that leaves that house has to be wrapped and padded. If they didn't wrap and padded and it went out the door and it hit a wall, that's carelessness. Um, that's the rules. It's just like anything else. If you break the rules, there's a consequence. Now, also what we've done is we're not only take away, but it's incentivized. Mm-hmm. If you treat the furniture like it's yours and the customer does is happy, then there should be an incentive. So it's not just bad. It's mm-hmm. got to be good and give the give the crew a reason to handle the furniture like if it's theirs. Right. And be so, be glad about being on the job too. Right. I mean, there has to be a reason for them to be there. So we just came up with a plan recently to uh, give our supervisors 
I think, what is it, $10 for every job? For every job. Every job that there's, $10 for every job that there's absolutely no issues on the move. They got there on time, no, no complaints, no damages. And we, we found that if you pay these guys $10, they will appreciate that more and they'll be more careful. Like you said, they're incentivizing mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. because on the back end, having a claim, it's going to cost way more than that $10. Right. You know, so it's best to try to be proactive and get these guys, get these guys to think, Hey, listen, I'm getting rewarded for this. So I need to make sure I do everything the right way. I love that. Cause I think, you know, then their commitment is re-upped, you know, to the job, um, to their role and, and to the company, I think, right? Cause they're being well cared for. Right. And it's, um, preparing them. So how do you prepare a crew to have a good day? It starts with the salespeople. Mm-hmm. If the salespeople prepare the crew properly where they're not making them work 14 hours a day, but they're giving the client and say, then what happens? The relationship between the salesperson and the crew works out great. That means it transfers over to the client. And if it transfers over to the client, everybody's on the same page. So that's how you make it try to go by smooth. Starting with the salespeople, making sure that they understand what the movers are doing because they're out there seven, eight hours lifting furniture. Salespersons are inside or doing. So it's a, a, how do you say, conflict sometimes. But if you make the marriage, it works very, very well. How many moves does like one crew do in a day? Um, that depends. Mm-hmm. So here again, it's based on the size of the move. Mm-hmm. So if you have a four bedroom home, mm-hmm. you can only do one move that day. Okay. But if you have a one bedroom apartment, typically those moves go three to five hours. Mm-hmm. You could do two, two of those moves in one day, but you could never put a, a four bedroom after a one bedroom. It right. just doesn't work it's out. It's too long of a day. Yeah, it's, it's too a, long. Very yeah. hard on your body. I mean, I can't imagine. Then well, it, that's then what I try to tell the guys. It's important to get to work on time because you got to think about it. They get up at 5.30. By the time they get to the office, it's 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. By the time we get to the job, it's 8.30. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so they've already been up three hours. Mm-hmm. And then you got another 10 hours of work. You've been up 13 hours and right. your body starts breaking down at some point. Right. And that's when mistakes happen. Right. So is I try to get these guys to understand, hey, it's best get to work on time. Let's get to the customer's house on time mm-hmm. and it start everything goes smoothly then you're ready for the next day because right. in the summertime you're dealing with 90 degree heat well yeah and it's nice. just difficult to come day after day after uh, day working in 90 degree heat your body breaks down right so it's important that they get plenty of rest and and so is that kind of built into the training like you talk about that a lot yeah one of the things we did this summer something so small is we just bought pallets of water and put a refrigerator out in the warehouse mm-hmm. Because you want these guys to be hydrated. Of course. A lot of guys, you know, they might drink Coca-Cola and they don't understand the importance of keeping water in you. Yes. Right. Because we had a guy that got sick a long time ago. Well, he didn't get sick. He he had a stroke on the job. Yeah. This was about 10 years ago. I mean, that would make sense being in the heat. Yeah. He was not hydrated. Yeah, he was in, he was in great shape too, but mm-hmm. you know, in 90 degree heat and it's inside that truck is 110 degrees. Oh my God. Yeah, so, so. It's a matter of manpower, and what happens a lot in the summertime, too, is if it's a four-man crew, our operations manager may see that it's very hot, may send an additional man just to make so to make sure the guys are okay. So let's talk a little bit about the bidding process. So when you're out there talking to clients and you are, um, you know you're probably competing with one or two other moving companies, um, how do you... What's your response when, when a client might say, Oh, that, that bid was, you know, X amount percent more than the other two that I got. I mean, I'm of the mindset you get what you pay for. <laughs> you yeah. want people to come trained. You want them to have, you know, some kind of, um, 
you know, when they greet you, they, it's a very professional setting. Um, that doesn't always happen in the industry. So talk to me a little bit about that. Um, what makes us, um, when a client will come back and say, I have two other estimates and they're lower than, um, they're lower than you, I say, um, you pay for service, mm-hmm. one of all. Um, and if I have to, they'll come out and say, well, this company went ahead and they said three men and you're saying four men. And I say, well, if I have to cut something, that means I'm going to have to cut service. And I'd rather not cut the service for the experience that you're going to get. So it's a matter also our reputation, the branding of our company. We stand out very well in how we do things. It's a training. And um, we're not, I could tell you, we're not the least expensive and we're not the most expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're probably a little bit above average, I would say. Above average, and but it's because of the way we train our em- employees and all that. So it's, it's selling the training. I'll let you go ahead. And we, and we always we also pay our workers more. Yes. So naturally, our price has to be a little higher. I, we pay our workers more, so naturally, our price has to be is a little higher. But mm-hmm. here again, you pay for what you get, like Edmonds, like you said in this business. And then there's a thing is price versus service, mm-hmm. and price is what you pay for. Service is what you get. In the whole package, when you get price plus service, price plus service equals value. Right. And so we figure like, hey, if we're going to send you, we send you a great crew. They're going to be on time. They're going to take care of your furniture. They're going to do a fantastic job versus you paying for price. You get a mediocre crew, guys that don't show up. They're smoking cigarettes in your driveway. Uh, they're throwing trash in your driveway. Day laborers, you know, mm. they're hiring people off the streets. So this, and then in the end, you pay for more. You pay more. Because now you got damages, you got your time involved with calling the company to get things repaired. You're calling other companies, the washer and dryer company, to come out and do repairs. You're calling the lawn company because they ran over your yard in the truck. So all these things add to the cost. Mm-hmm. So we we uh, like I said, we're a little higher, but we're going to provide a great service. So when you're looking at, so let's say somebody calls you and says, you know, we have these other two estimates. Do you look at those other two estimates to verify that they are indeed the same, like apples to apples to what you, the way you quoted it? Because sometimes I see that doesn't happen. Yeah. Usually what happens is once a customer gets an estimate, they're all of a sudden they become professionals in the moving industry. So the next <laughs> estimator coming in there, they're telling them what to do. Okay. So by the time, if you're the first or you're the third, there's always a difference in, because maybe the first one's going in there, the client sitting down and saying, Oh, wow, I want you to pack all this. I want you to do this. I want you to sweep my floors. All of a sudden they see the price and they're saying, okay, now they have a knowledge. And now the other estimator is coming in here and saying, okay, Let's see what you can do to save you. So by the time it gets to the third estimate, it's totally different. Right. So it's making sure that it's apples to apples. Right. Because it usually is not. Right. Okay. And then what happens is if it's a situation like that, then we want to send someone out there to make sure. And then what we could do is guarantee. Right. So we can say, okay, we see it. We see everything you move. As long as everything is here, what we're doing, then we can guarantee and give them a, a price. Mm-hmm. So we can work with them. Uh, again, you can't compete with them. Um, some of these companies that you see signed on the road for $65 an hour, right. you can't compete against that. That is a gentleman that has maybe a house and he's got two trucks or something like that. So it's a t- little different. So it's making sure we can compete with with the companies that are just like us. Well, that's the other thing. My always concern is about insurance, mm-hmm. right? So in the, in the event, because I see a lot with my interstate moves, mm-hmm. that insurance has seemed to come into play a lot when they're pricing out the, you know, the RFP or the bid coming in, um, 
there's not enough coverage, God forbid, the um, somebody takes off with the furniture or the furniture, you know, it's overnight on the way to the across the country and truck gets stolen or something, something, something sometimes happens, right? So insurance seems to either be not um, full blown coverage, or when they're pricing it, they're pricing it because they don't they're just having the they have the lowest insurance coverage. Most clients don't ask about insurance. Yeah. So I think that that probably also plays into it. That is so true. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times, too, customers will underprice their furniture, undervalue their furniture based on they when know, they fill out your paperwork. Yeah, well, they yeah. first of all, a lot of times, if they know the moving company is a good company, mm-hmm. they'll tend to undervalue their furniture. And then if something goes wrong, they're mad at the moving company. Because they don't have enough coverage. They don't have enough coverage. Yeah. So what we try to do is explain. It's just like riding down the street. You're in a Mercedes and you buy a Volkswagen coverage. Mm-hmm. Right. Things could happen. Right. So it's best to value your furniture and what you think it is. It's, it's better to pay now than pay later. Right. right? Always. You no, know, and it doesn't cost a lot to buy uh, extra full replacement value insurance. It's mm-hmm. not expensive. Mm-hmm. And it's well worth it at the, end of the, at the end of the day, especially when you hear all these moving horse stories out here. I right. mean, there's so many stories of people holding people's stuff hostages, right. throwing the stuff on the truck. They just a lot of. I mean, the moving business is a tough business, and our goal is to provide the customer with a great experience. You know, on time, do right. the right, do things the right way, and in the end, it's going to take care of itself. And the other, so and on the other side of insurance, so in terms of your company coverage as as a company so covering the workers covering making sure that you know your trucks are covered god forbid something happens on the road so i think what i was meaning to say is that that also probably plays into your cost the the cost right right? and when you're bidding i mean you have to take in everything into consideration so it's atlanta peach movers versus a guy with a truck with no insurance right for his self for himself even Mm -hmm. so you just don't know that and i don't think a lot of people ask about that. Right. So when I'm helping clients find movers, I'm act- making sure that they're asking these questions if I haven't already vetted them, right? Well, you're, you're absolutely right, Jill, because in the moving industry, at the end of the day, if you make 10 cents on the dollar, you've done well. It's very expensive to operate a moving company. Wow. Our work comp last year with about 100 employees, 150 employees, was $350,000. So oh, that costs hits that bottom line. Mm-hmm. And if, if you have an employee who gets hurt and he gets, you get a few claims, it drives your premiums up. Right, right. So all that affects your, your bottom line. So right. it's, like you said, it's important to try to, I guess, explain that to the customer. Mm-hmm. There are costs involved and you, we don't make a lot. People think you make a lot of money. Right. You know, it's a great business. Don't get me wrong. Right. You know, it's been good to, to me, but, um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Yeah. There is a lot that you going have to on. consider. But a lot of people just here again, going back, they look strictly at price. Right. And, and that's with everything. Well, let me tell you experience we had, uh, with a customer. I think this was last summer. We had a guy who was, he had worked long hours and, uh, he fell asleep in the truck up here in Alpharetta mm-hmm. and he hit a tree. Make a long story short, thank God nobody got hurt. I went out there immediately that day, and the customer had 60 cents per pound per article. So they had about 10,000 pounds, I think it was, and I think they would get, what is this? Is that $600? Am I adding that right? 60 cents times 10,000. Don't look at me. No, 60 cents. (laughs) Is it 6,000? No. I think so. 
I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not. So anyway, they weren't. Put it this way. Their stuff was greatly. It's not a math show. It was greatly <laughs> under. Yeah, exactly. It was greatly undervalued. And to make a long story short, uh, I think their stuff was valued at maybe 15,000 pounds or, I mean, I'm sorry, fourteen, fifteen thousand $15,000. I made the decision to do the right thing and pay that customer the 14000 mm-hmm. although he was only going to get, what you say, 6000 6000 mm-hmm. 6, And the reason I did it was because I looked at the, the customer had moved with us before. You know, he chose our service based on he had used us and his family used mm-hmm. us. And I just, and they were a new, newlywed couple. Mm-hmm. And I just felt so bad. I said, you yeah. know what? I said, listen, I'm going to pay you the money, but I'll pay you over time. Mm-hmm. I'll give you 2000 a month for seven months. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I made him whole. Right. You know, and most, I guarantee you, Jill, 90% of these companies in Atlanta, we won't say who, some of our competitors, he used <laughs> to work for one of them, uh, they will <laughs> stick to that 60 cents per pound. And just say, for example, that move came from a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. He, the customer goes back and tells the agent. Mm-hmm. Now the agent's mad at the, the moving company. Mm-hmm. So it's, to me, it was worth paying that fourteen thousand over time to save that relationship, absolutely, and just you know, and doing the right thing, right? You know, and uh, I just look at it like if you what, what you put out there, you get back, absolutely. Whatever you put out, you're going to get back, and if you do goodwill, you're going to get back goodwill. That's right, and that's the way I run my moving company. Absolutely. So, you have anything to add to that? Well, <laughs> valuation. Well, we go by valuation. Um, we are governed by the Department of Public Safety here in Georgia. So, when it comes down to moving, if they're moving within the state of Georgia, our liability again is sixty cents per pound per article. So, you tell a client, if I have something that weighs one pound, it could be worth twenty five dollars. You're getting sixty cents. Mm-hmm. So, explain. Then they have the options of full replacement valuation. So full replacement is with a zero dollar deductible mm-hmm. or a one time three hundred dollar deductible, and that means that if we break, tear, rip something, if we can't fix it, we replace it. And if it can't be replaced, there's a value to it. So it's letting that client know, again, when they're looking at price, they say, well, you guys are fantastic. You've been in the business 30 years. You're not going to break anything. Accidents do happen. Yeah. Okay. And then the other thing that you were mentioning, I want to go back. When you talk about the horror stories about people um, having furniture on the truck and them holding it hostage, mm-hmm. Florida is a non-regulated state. So what happens is they have a whole building, maybe five stories high, and all it is is telemarketers. And all they're doing is calling people and trying to catch just like scams. They're trying to catch them. They tell them, okay, well, the client will say, well, I'm moving three couches. Okay, so they move three couches. They tell them it's $1,000 to move three couches. All of a sudden, the client adds a table mm-hmm. that voids everything. Now that 1000 turned out to be 2000 because mm-hmm. it wasn't. So what we recommend is, Always get make sure you go to the Better Business Bureau, Georgia Public Service Commission, um, check out the references, um, and make sure that that company has a good reputation that they can handle and don't get a phone call on the long distance move. You meant to say Department of Public Safety. I did say Department You said of Georgia Public Service. Oh, Department of Public <laughs> Safety. <laughs> yes, the Georgia Public Service Commission used Depart- to regulate yeah, the Department of Public Got Safety. Yeah, right. recently it. the Department of Public Safety within took the over the last right. 10 years. They yes, took sir. Over. Okay. Okay, we got that straight. We, we got have your straight. name straight. We yeah. Have- yeah. <laughs> hey, we're doing all right. We're, doing we're rocking and rolling. So why don't you give our listeners, like, um, just give us you know, what are the top three reasons why they should work with Atlanta Peach Movers when they're moving their families? Um, <laughs> go ahead. The top, the top three reasons, mm-hmm. dedication, quality. And commitment. I like it. 
you have any additionals? Detailed mm-hmm. incentives and I hate to say it, but because I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because you're helping to control I, the quality just, of the service. Um, with, um, I was in the Marine Corps for 13 years. Mm-hmm. I was a recruiter. So to me, everything has to be black and white. It has, there can't be no gray areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked for, I've been in doing this, um, a little bit. I've worked with several moving companies, but I joined the Marine Corps to be the best. I made recruiter of the year. I'd not, mm-hmm. so when I chose a moving company, I'm with Atlanta Peach Road because that's the pride I have. And if you're with something that can sell mm-hmm. and is great, there's nothing holding back. So that's why I look at it. Again, there are so many moving companies out here, but nobody can match us. Nobody. Well, 10 words. If you love your customers, your customers will love you back. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's you appreciate them. and It's a passion. It's a passion. This man next to me does not sleep. I mean, I get texts from him at 3 <laughs> o'clock in the morning, 4.30. I can't show That's I, bad. And, and, but and I'm sorry. I tell him all the time, you know, I... Again, you leave your you leave your phone on for emergencies and all that. I gotta figure out how to stop him. <laughs> well, you can, and I can show you no, how. Okay, <laughs> but you know what? It's great because it just shows the passion, and and the passion just goes on to like the motto of our company is "Do your job." Right. Do your job. That's what we hate. Every wall in our company has that. Do your job. And also, our our two principles are respect for others and a continuous improvement in customer service. Right. That says it all right there. You respect yeah. other people and a continuous improvement in customer service. So we're constantly working. We never give up. I never give up. And I try to push that down to my employees. You know, let's constantly focus on improving. Right. And when you do that, you'll never be perfect, but right. you can strive to get there. Right. Well, I really appreciate both of your time today. Thank you so much for joining us for Customer Experience Radio. And we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.